Up next is the Daily Devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Luke chapter 4. Satan's offer is much like his offer to men today, to, quote, gain the whole world, end quote, but ultimately to lose your very soul, Matthew 16, 26. Notice it was the kingdoms of the world being offered, not the world itself. For I am here, and he doesn't own me. Jesus, however, did not even ponder this offer. His answer was swift and decisive, and again, rendered in the form of scripture. Satan was offering Jesus something that eventually would be his anyway. This essentially, Jesus was being offered a shortcut. A shortcut to the throne. But the cross, you see, had to come first. In truth, the cross has to come first for all of us. We are to worship only Jehovah the God, the Father. And moreover, we are to serve and serve only Him. I wonder how many of us have fallen to this temptation being offered here and now fail to serve anyone except the kingdoms of Satan and the kingdom Satan owns. Going on in verse 9, he says, He led him to Jerusalem, that's Satan that is, and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, cast yourself down from here. For it is written, He will put his angels in charge of you to guard you. And on their hands they will bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answering him said to him, It has been said, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now in this final temptation, Jesus uh, was to succumb to the sensational, or so Satan believed. Perhaps the miraculous would bring people to the kingdom throne. But Jesus would later say, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. And no sign will be given it, except the sign of the prophet Jonah, that's back in Matthew 12, verse 39. And yet many are today still looking for the miraculous, the titillating, the supernatural. Satan tempted Jesus to give people sensations, a religion of feelings. People generally often do not seek after a life of self-denial and sacrifice, one of too much discipline or too much control. No, no, they, they want rather the spectacular, something that will be a quick fix, something to stir their emotions in their flesh, to stimulate their feelings and give gratification, to meet their needs with less and less effort, to feed their body and soul without cost. But we need to realize that God is to be trusted, not tested. Notice that Satan quotes scripture here. That's interesting. But as always, he delivers it out of context manipulating the very words of God for his own purposes and gain. That's what Satan does. He still does it. That's what a lot of people who are so led by him do also. Verse 13 says, When the devil had 
completed every temptation, he departed from him until another time. So after three strikes herein, the devil departs. But please note, only until an opportune time, quote unquote. You see, Satan, he never backs down for good. He will always return another day. Therefore, when he does, he should always find us suited up in the Ephesians 6 armor. James 4, 7 tells us the story, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Jesus returned in the power and the spirit into Galilee and news about him spread through all the surrounding area. He taught in the synagogues being glorified by all. Please note the language, Jesus returned in the power of the spirit. I think this is the condition of those who survived the devil's onslaught. When we yield to the Holy Spirit, we walk in his power and the power of victory over sin. After such a testing, we are then fit for his use. Many folks think they want to be used by God, but you know, those same folks can fail those tests again and again. Jesus was glorified by everyone, it says. Please note that the text says nothing about him refusing that glory. So that again shows that he was God for to receive such glory outside of being deity. Well, that would be blasphemy. Verse 16 says, he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and he entered as was his custom into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And he stood up to read. The book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. He opened the book and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim release to the captives, recovering the sight of the blind, to deliver those who are crushed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. He closed the book and he gave it back to the attendant and he sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fastened on him and he began to tell them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. It seems that after his wilderness testing, Jesus was well ready, ready to face the enemy, ready to take on the world. Returning home to Nazareth, Jesus enters the synagogue on the Sabbath and he takes part in the common practice of sharing the reading of scripture. Oh, but Jesus, he set out that day to do more than just go to church. For Jesus, reading a passage from Isaiah 61 concerning the long-awaited Messiah, while all of heaven stood in hushed silence, the moment of eternity had been waiting for finally came to pass. Jesus stepped up and declared, I am he. I am the one you have been waiting for. So that day, Jesus spoke specifically to those who were in the synagogue with him. But you know, he spoke to so many more in reality, for he spoke even to all the multitude around the world who would follow. Many of us, well, we can remember a similar meeting. A meeting when through all of our sadness and our emptiness and our failure, a figure stepped out of the crowd and said to us, God has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recover the sight of the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. I am he, he says. I am the one you've been looking for, waiting for, hoping for. 
I am your answer. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com. Mm-hmm.